Today on the Blue Collar Blueprint Podcast, we are going to dive into the weeds and talk about one of the most critical action steps that any worker can use right now, starting today, to dramatically increase your productivity. Then we're going to talk about a tool that I have developed that will absolutely open door after door after door to anybody who's willing to take the tool, do the exercises, and put it to work. So we're going to get to all of that and much more today. My name is Jonah Wright, and it's my job to give you the tools that you need in order to build a full and successful life from the ground up and with your own two hands. This is the Blue Collar Blueprint Podcast. Hey, what's going on, guys? Jonah Wright here with the Blue Collar Blueprint Podcast. And uh, thanks for being back here. Obviously, we're coming to you live from the Shed Quarters. I've got another face-to-face episode for you today. And uh, before we get started, I just wanted to quickly note that, obviously, I am still very new to this. This is early on in the show, so I'm going to apologize if the show's still a little rough around the edges. I'm not used to sitting here talking to a camera uh, and packaging information in the way that we do in a podcast. So if it's a little rough around the edges, I'm asking you to bear with me, but I promise I'm trying to do the best that I can. I will get better. I'm going to grow as a host and uh, and I'll be a better communicator over the course of time. So hang in there in these early days as we sort of work out, you know, the issues and iron out the wrinkles and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but I appreciate you being here and uh, it's great to see you and it's great to be back. So today what we're going to do on this episode is I'm going to break the show down into multiple smaller segments. So instead of just sitting here and yakking for 45 minutes and just giving you this long speech about one thing, I'm going to try to pack in as much value as humanly possible into slightly smaller components so that you can focus in on this area of the podcast and then we'll move over to another area of the podcast and I'm going to drive home as much value as I can in that segment and we'll do that until we get to the end. Uh, But uh, So that's kind of the game plan here. Now the two segments that we're going to talk about today are going to be what we call getting into the weeds and then scaffold work. So getting into the weeds is exactly what it sounds like. This is where we're going to drill down on specific actionable things that you can take and start to apply to your work and to your life generally right here, right now. This is really about that nitty gritty getting into like specific strategies of how to become more successful in your work, more successful in your investment career in order to develop your education in whatever area we happen to be talking about in that episode. And we'll That'll be the first section that we talk about today uh, in terms of our content. And then the second segment, the scaffold work, is going to be a part of the show where we're going to focus on developing a sort of the scaffolding upon which you can stand, right? If you think about what a scaffold is in terms of a tool that you might use on a job site, it's just a platform, right? It's a it's a way for you to uh, lift yourself up in order to work on things that you were otherwise unable to reach, right? So these are ideas, these are action steps, these are philosophies, mindsets, ways of approaching life, things like that, that you can use to bolster the work that you're ultimately going to do. Because a scaffold doesn't do the work for you, obviously. You're the one who has to go out and do the work, but a scaffold is going to lift you up in order to have access to work that used to just be over your head. Uh, we're also going to jump into a mailbag section of the show where I'm going to answer a handful of questions that come from you guys uh, so that we can you know, get really specific about trying to provide as much value as I can about things that you may have on your minds. So if you're interested in asking a mailbag question, jump over to bluecollarblueprint.com and right at the top, you'll see that there's a mailbag tab 
If you click on that, that'll send your questions to me. And if you ask me a good one, I'll uh, take a look at it and I'll see if I can't answer it on the show and help you out a little bit. And then the last thing that we're going to do is just a quick rundown of what I'm doing in my personal life, because I want you guys to really be able to see what living a blue collar blueprint life actually looks like. You know that I'm well along the path, but I'm still out there working the machine that is the blue collar blueprint. And I want you guys to come along with me. I want you to see what I'm up to. I want you to know what it's like to be a regular guy doing regular stuff in the the sort of shell of this blue collar world that we're building together. And uh, so I'm excited to be able to share that with you. And I also want to say that I want to know what you guys are up to. I want to know what the community is doing because hearing all about your successes and learning about your developments, hearing about your struggles, all of that stuff is going to be great. Uh, Maybe I can help you out. Maybe I can give you some encouragement. Uh, But mostly I just want to know that you're out there being successful and making movement in the right direction. So let's build that community. Let's link up on on the Instagram. We'll link up on TikTok, all kinds of socials. You can find us at Blue Collar Blueprint pretty much anywhere. And uh, let's build this community. Let's just kind of keep in touch with each other and see what we're doing and how we're doing. So, okay, with all all of that stuff said, let's go ahead and dive into the meat and potatoes of the show and let's get into the weeds. All right, guys. So today we're going to dive into the weeds and we're going to be talking about one of these things that is so critical to being a blue collar worker. I I don't even know if I'm able to completely express it to you. This is one of those things that when I am out in the world, right, if I'm subcontracting or I'm hiring some help or I'm doing whatever I'm doing out in my blue collar life, if I see somebody utilizing this skill set, it makes me love them. It makes me happy to pay the money. It makes me want to call them back. And on the other hand, if I see that they're not utilizing this skill, it makes me angry. It makes me want to smack them in the head. It makes me feel irritated that I'm paying them any money at all because they're time wasters. And ultimately, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Not about wasting time, but about how to achieve the opposite of that. Today's segment is all going to be about efficiency. Because efficiency is one of those things, it's it's almost like putting oil into an engine. You have to have it in order to get that machine to run correctly, to get it to run smoothly, and to get you to drive in the direction that you ultimately want to go. So let's go ahead and back up and let's talk about what efficiency is so we can be on the same page before we get into this thing too deep. So if you look up dictionary.com, it's going to tell you that efficiency is a system of achieving maximum productivity with minimum wasted effort or expense. So in other words, if I put it into my own words, efficiency means move your freaking ass intelligently, right? The goal with efficiency is all about doing as much as you can, right? Creating as much value in as small a space as possible. You want to spend, you want to pack every moment of your work life with as much value creation as you can. You don't waste time, you trim the fat, you go to work, and you do work. That's what efficiency is all about. Now, real quick, before we get too deep into this thing, I want to make sure that we're really clear about what we're talking about with efficiency, because sometimes when I start talking to people about becoming more efficient, they think that what efficiency is all about is moving fast. Now, don't get me wrong. When you are efficient, you're going to move a lot faster, but it's not the same thing as rushing. Okay. Rushing equals garbage work, right? If you rush through a job, that makes me look at you and go, what, what, why did I hire this guy? You know, that guy's just trying to get the 
job done. He doesn't care about the work. That's not efficiency. What we're talking about when we say efficiency is a guy who goes out there and has a job site that is packed with value where he doesn't have wasted pieces. There's not a bunch of moving parts. It just goes in. He does the work first, this, then this, then this, then success, right? We're done. That's the way that it goes. Uh, so efficiency is all about doing excellent work doing it quickly and systematically in a way that their job site runs like a well-oiled machine. That's really what we're talking about uh, when we're getting into uh, efficiency talk. And obviously this is going to be a huge benefit in terms of moving yourself from the learn category to the earn category. If you don't know what I'm talking about, make sure you watch the video where we talk about learn, earn, and churn, which is the basic system of the blue collar blueprint. And efficiency guys is going to help us make that transition from the learn over to the earn because the more efficient you become, the higher quality your work will be, the better you're gonna be able to present yourself to bosses, the better you'll be able to present yourself to customers, the, the quicker your work is gonna get done, the more you produce and of course the more you produce the more you're going to earn so again this is that that bridge between step number one to learn and step number two to earn uh, and I'll tell you efficiency is one of those things that when people see it they love it I think it's in our DNA that people like to see people working hard and working smart and the the reason that is is because when a customer is watching you do work and they see that you're doing things systematically you're not wasting time you're not lethargic you're not walking around you're moving with speed you're moving with intensity you're working hard and you're doing it intelligently that shows them that you have thought through your process and guess what professionals think through their process they know what they're doing they know it inside and out they know how to go in get the job done do it a great do it in a great way do a great job and then get paid and they have a happy customer at the end so ultimately that's really what we're trying to accomplish and I'll tell you it's a it's a great feeling when you go do a job and the customer you know goes off to work and you're at their house you're doing your thing and then they come back and they go oh wow I can't believe how much you've accomplished today sometimes they look at me this is one of my favorite things and they go how many guys did you have with you today and I would go it was just me baby it was just me out there doing my thing because I'm doing my job systemically I'm doing it with focus I'm doing it with intensity I'm moving quickly but mostly with efficiency right I've got my job down to a science and that should be your goal which is actually going to lead us into our very first action step in terms of efficiency which is to ask yourself the question how can I become more efficient now that might sound a little bit trite but trust me it's not when you start asking questions you will be amazed that your body and your mind in the universe just at large will start to provide answers to that question so when you're on your job site today when you're at work whatever it is that you're doing ask yourself the question how can I be doing this more efficiently and an idea is gonna pop into your head I guarantee you you've got to try it that's why this is an action step actually do this how can I make this more efficient boom you ask the question then you're gonna get an answer then you do the thing right and you're going to apply that to your system I encourage you to do this. You have to ask yourself how to become more efficient because ultimately your goal is to make your job site run like a well-oiled machine. If you do that, you're gonna drive with intensity towards your goal. You're going to produce more. You're going to make your customers more happy. You're gonna make your bosses more happy. You're going to enable yourself to learn more, to do more, to be more, and move yourself into that high earning category, which we ultimately need to get to in order to achieve what it is that we're after. So 
always be thinking about how can I improve this? How can I be doing a little bit more work? How can I do a little bit more quality? How can I pack more into a shorter period of time? If you're thinking like that, all of a sudden that system is going to start falling into place. And as you do it for a couple of weeks, just asking the question, how can I be more efficient? You're going to find answers to those questions that relate specifically to your job, to the stuff that you do, to the truck that you drive, to the job that you're performing, to the way that you're communicating with customers, front end work, back end work, all of that is going to become infinitely better. So ask yourself, how can you be more efficient? And then apply what you get in your mind when you answer that question. Another trick, by the way, when you start asking that question, you can also utilize your eyeballs and start looking around at other people. And you're going to notice that there are tricks that people are using that make them more efficient in their work. So if you're looking around, you're on a job site, you look over and you see another trade doing something and you think, whoa, that was a great idea. Look at that guy's trick. Steal it. Okay. Steal that idea and apply it to your trade, to your service, to your product. Because if you can take good ideas from other areas and put it into yours, that's going to help you continue, continue to build that efficient machine that you're ultimately after. All right, let's move on to action. Step number two, action. Step number two is about not wasting trips. In my experience, one of the worst offenders of people just like having the opportunity to have simple efficiency in their job is when they're walking around a job site without doing anything in the interim. What I mean is if you're a roofer, right? And you're up on your roof and you got to go down to your truck to get a drink of water. If you're walking down that ladder and you walk out to the truck and you don't have anything in your hands, then you're doing it wrong. You're wasting time. You look, if you're coming off of the ladder, that's you, you look around the job site. What kind of tool are we done using that I can put away into the truck? Grab the tool, take it down the ladder, put it in the truck and then get your water. Now I've accomplished two things at one time, no extra effort involved, right? It wasn't like you had to run down the ladder. You didn't have to jump off the roof. You're not sprinting around like the flash, right? All you have to do is think about how can I pack as much work, right? As much movement towards the end goal as possible in everything that you do. It's one of the first things my dad ever taught me when I started roofing for his roofing company. I was like 13 years old. It was the summer vacation after I got out of seventh grade. Dad paying me $5 an hour to slave away <laughs> on the roof. So uh, down here in Florida, but the first thing that he said was you never waste a trip. If you're coming off of that route, make sure that you have something in your hands go to the truck, do what you got to do, and then come back with something in your hands to make sure that you're never wasting a trip because all that climbing up and down the ladder or walking across your job site, going to and from your truck, that is a bunch of wasted time that can be cut out if you're utilizing the skill set of efficiency as you do it, because then you can fill that time with other productive things to help move you in the right direction. All right, so let's move on to action step number three, which is to move with speed and intensity all the time, everywhere you go. This accomplishes several things, okay? First and foremost, when you move with speed and intensity, you will get to wherever it is faster <laughs> than you would when you didn't, okay? Nothing drives me more nuts than when I try to hire help, right? I'm in, in the drywall business. Sometimes I need a hand here and there. And, uh, and I, I'm put, I'm trying to hang a piece of board and I go, Oh, I need this tool. Hey helper. Can you go grab this tool real quick? And the guy goes, sure thing, bud 
right? And they just like tortoises his way to this tool. And I'm sitting there picking my nose, waiting for this guy to show back up with this tool. I'm thinking, dude, I could have put my piece down, walked over there with speed and intensity, grabbed my stuff, got back and got the job done in the time that it took you just to get there. Move with speed and intensity. It will keep your energy up. It will move your job along. It will make people look at you and go, that guy's a hard worker. And like we talked about a minute ago, people like hard workers. It's in our DNA. When you see somebody working hard, you go, I like that guy. Be that guy. Work hard. Move fast. Especially, especially if somebody's holding something, right? It drives me nuts. I'm holding a piece of sheetrock over my head. Hey, man, uh, can you grab me a two-inch screw? I gotta, you know, I gotta put this screw up here. Yeah, no problem. You just wait there with a board hanging over your head as I very slowly drag ass across the job site. It drives me nuts. Don't be that guy. Move with speed and intensity. It'll change your life and it'll change the quality of your work, guaranteed. And then finally, I'll leave you with this last action step, which is to get organized. Get organized, guys, especially your work truck, okay, or whatever, your van, whatever it is that you're working out of. You want to make sure that you know exactly where to go anytime that you need to get tools. You know your inventory, right? For me, I use a lot of hot mud when I'm doing drywall work. So I've got bags of 5, 20, 45, and 90 in my truck at all times. I've got them all in one case. I can open it up. I can say, okay, I've got plenty of 20, plenty of 45, plenty of 5. Oh, I need to restock whatever. Um, but when I'm on the job, now I don't have to go digging through my truck. I don't have to go like searching around. Oh, where did I put my bag of, of 20? I don't have to do that. I know exactly where it is. I can go straight there, grab my bag, take some trash with me, do whatever I got to do and get the job done. You can see behind me, this isn't just a backdrop. This is my actual workshop. I know exactly where all these tools are all the time. So when I need my clamps, I go over to my clamp area. I use the clamp and then when I'm done, it goes back in the clamp area. That way I'm not wasting time. I'm not going, wait a second, what toolbox did I put that in again? You know, so focus on trying to get yourself organized. Get your tools, get your materials. All of that stuff should be in line in order so that you can go do your job Put the stuff away, get it cleaned up, and make yourself presentable. So again, efficiency, guys. Utilize these action steps, and we'll go through them real quick again. Action step number one is to simply ask yourself, how can I make my job more efficient? Action step number two is going to not waste trips. Avoid wasting trips. If you're coming off the roof, take something with you. Pick up trash on your way out. Action step number three is to move with speed and intensity. Don't drag ass across the job site. It makes you look like a loser. It makes you feel like a loser. If you move with speed and intensity, it'll keep your energy up. You'll make everybody happy. You'll get the job done faster and better. Move with speed and intensity. I cannot enforce that enough. And then finally, action step number four is to get organized so that you know exactly where your tools are and you can continue to build efficiency on top of efficiency. And all of this stuff is going to stack on top of itself and it's going to grow and it's going to build. The more you ask, the more you're going to get answers, the more efficient your job will become, the more productivity you will be able to produce, which means that you will be moving towards value creation and the more value you create, the more money you're going to make. And that's what we're ultimately trying to accomplish. High quality work done efficiently, done well. All right, so let's go ahead and dive now into the next little segment of our meat and potatoes of the show, and let's talk about our scaffold work. And again, a scaffold is just a tool that's going to help lift you up and give you a solid footing that you can stand upon 
to get work done. So that basically means that we're going to stop talking so much about things that are happening out here and things that are really happening in here. And I'm going to give you a tool that I developed. Uh, this is original to me that you're going to be able to take and apply to your life. It's kind of a way of approaching things, but it's also an exercise that you should be doing right now today. But you can also utilize every week or two weeks in order to reassess where you are and get a real good firm footing from which you can start from. So uh, the, the, the whole idea with this is really to get your head into the game. That's what this tool is designed to do. It's about getting your head into the game. And I mean that literally because game, the word game, G-A-M-E, is the operative word in this little segment because game is an acronym. An acronym is a word where each letter stands for something else. And you can kind of keep the whole thing in that little package called the game. And so real quick, the acronym is this, goals, action, mindset, and experience. That's what getting your head in the game is all about. Goals, action, mindset, and experience. And I want you to think about it and sort of visualize it in this way, which is where a game is going to come together with each one of the points being the, the corner of a square. And you can see right up here that the, each one of these points is connected to all of the other points with these little arrows. And the way I like to think about it is sort of like game is a electric circuit. OK, and the idea is, is that the energy moves from one point to another and they're all interconnected and they go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and they just keep going and going ding 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 ding, ding, ding until the entire thing lights up and just absolutely shatters whatever it was that was once holding you back. That's the way that game is designed to work. And so if you think about it, it makes a whole lot of sense, right? If you start with G, you start with your goals. Your goals are where it is that you're heading. It's, you know, if you're getting into your car, it's where you're planning to drive towards. That's what you're focused on with goals. And then you've got action. And action is the process of getting to your goals, the things that you have to physically do in your life in order to achieve what it is that you have set out to accomplish. So you're taking good action. Sometimes you take small steps, sometimes you take big steps, but you're making movement every single day as much as possible, as efficiently as possible in order to move towards your goals. And then you're going to inspire you're going to amplify, you're going to motivate all of that action with a solid mindset, a mindset that is focused on learning, a mindset that is focused on developing and bolstering strong action in the direction of your goals, but also a mindset that is flexible enough in order to adjust your goals and adjust your action as you go along, right? You're not going to be a rock solid, rigid sort of like ideologue. You're going to be flexible enough in order to grow and to learn as you gain more experience, which is the last number here, right? So experience is all about learning, developing wisdom, about relying on things that you have done in the past, about working towards things that you need to do in the future. Experience is going to support the entire thing so that as you put these things into actual life, right, as your goals start to transition from ideas that you have in your mind to becoming something that are actual, real in the physical world that you really live in, Experience is going to provide you the support that you need in order to help you continue to roll in that direction. So that ultimately is sort of a quick rundown of how the idea of game works. You want to get your head into the game by focusing on developing rock solid, worthy goals, taking smart and intelligent action every day by developing a solid growth mindset that will support and amplify those things and to develop as much experience as you can in order to learn 
and in order to push yourself forward in all of those ways. So what I would encourage you to do is this, uh, get out a piece of paper and write this down, right? Like draw this little circuit up. All you have to do is make a square G A M E and then make the crosses in the middle with little arrows so that you can understand that each one of these points is going to rely on the next. They support the next, they give energy to the next. As you build one, it will build the other and it will go around and around. But it's critically important that you're developing all four of these areas, because if all you do is focus on one, two or three of the areas, is and you neglect the, the fourth, then what's going to happen? It's going to be like having a flat tire on your car. Well, most of it might be round, but if it's flat on the bottom, the thing isn't going to roll right, right? So our goal here is to make sure that we are taking solid actions in pursuit of the game as a whole, right? You want to develop great goals. You've got to take good action. You've got to support that action with a solid mindset and you've got to build experience. And when you start doing that, man, you're going to get into that synergistic sort of focused flow state that's really going to enable you to do incredible things. I truly believe that this has been the keys to the kingdom in my personal life as I have really focused and developed the exercise of the this idea of getting my head in the game. So here's what I would encourage you to do. Get out your piece of paper, write this thing down so that you can really lock in the visual idea of how the circuit works so you understand how they all relate to each other and get how that goes together. But then start go through and break it down bit by bit. Start with the top with goals, right? Write out goals, underline it, and then underneath of that, start busting out some specific bullet points that you can you know, consider to be solid goals for yourself. Direction that you are trying to lead yourself to as you go along in your pursuit of the success and the life that you want to create. And what I would encourage you to do when it comes to the goals is start really broad, right? If your goal is uh, to meet financial freedom and to have a happy and healthy family, then that's great. That's a really good sort of really broad outline from which you can start. But then once you have that, now I want you to ask yourself the question, what does that actually look like in practice, in real life? So if I hit actual financial freedom, what does that mean? right? How much money are you earning or how much money are you producing from your investments? If you're looking and you're saying, okay, financial freedom to me would be $20,000 every single month of total cash flow, real mailbox money, pure investment returns. If I can do that, that's going to be financial freedom to me in my life. Um, or maybe it's 10,000 or maybe it's 5,000 or maybe it's 50,000, whatever it is, it doesn't really matter. The point is, is that if your outline is, I want to be financially successful, what does that actually look like? How are you going to know if you have actually achieved that in your life? And again, you know, we're keeping in mind here that the other the other areas of, of game aren't just about the goal, because as you gain more experience, you may find out that, oh, you know, I used to think I needed $50,000 of passive income, but really 15 uh, does exactly what I thought. So that's kind of what we're talking about as you gain wisdom. You need to be willing to, to, to be flexible with your goals. You're still moving towards that big overarching umbrella of financial freedom, but you are, feel free to adjust your goals as you gain more experience and you gain more wisdom in your pursuit of these things. So start with goals, start broad, and then break it down. What does it really look like? How am I going to know when I have arrived wherever it is that I've set out to go? Then let's start talking about action. And I want you to think about action in this way. What are things from the smallest 
thing that you can do, right? That's the first place we're going to start. What is something I can do right now, right this moment, today? What is an action step I can do in order to move myself even just one hair closer to the goals that we just wrote down? Can I uh, turn off a, you know, a subscription to uh, some streaming service? Can I spend 15 minutes doing this thing that I've been talking about doing, developing my website or, you know, uh, uh, cleaning up my review section on Google or, or going out and ordering the tool that I need that's going to make this big difference? What is a specific action step that you can take right now, the smallest, easiest thing that you can do? And then start working out from there so that you have a guideline. It's almost like you're setting goals for the kind of actions that you're going to take in pursuit of your larger goals, right? So maybe you talked something about you can do today. And what is something you want to achieve in the next month? What kind of actions will you need to take in order to get where you want to be in one month? What kind of actions can I take over the course of the next year or the next five years in order to accomplish that big goal that we set when we were looking at our goals? So get really clear about what specific actions you can take right now and in the future that will allow you to move closer to your goals. Then we've got our mindset. And guys, mindset is a big deal, okay? And I'll tell you, and I'll congratulate you that you're already working on your mindset if you're watching this podcast right now or listening to it, because this show is about how to develop a mindset that will enable you to actually go into the world and build a wildly successful life from the ground up and with your own two hands, right? That's the whole point. You develop a mindset in order to encourage your actions to actually happen. We've all done this, right? We've set goals. We've thought about what we have to do to pursue the goal. And then we fall off the wagon, right? You, you, you say, oh, I'm going to go to the gym. And then you go for two weeks and then you stop going. And why is that? Because you didn't have the mental discipline in order to make yourself to make yourself do it. You've got to get a mindset in place that will encourage you to take the actions that you need. You've got to be positive. You've got to be learning. You've got to be on you, you, just on your A game, getting into that flow state, getting into that focus state thinking about how you can become more efficient in terms of the actions that you're taking in pursuit of your goals, let alone at your job site, like we talked about in the last section. But again, we want to be focusing on the mindset. So what are some things that you can do to develop your mindset? Write it down. I can listen to this podcast. I can read one chapter of this book every day. I can, uh, you know, maybe I should be going back to church. Maybe I feel really good when I sit down and just have a 20 minute conversation with my wife, you know, just she and I, no phones, no TV, whatever it is, be thinking about how you can develop your mental health, your mental strategy in order to just help your life really start to calm down and you can move forward towards your goals with intensity and with focus. And then of course, finally, we have experience. And experience, guys, is when, when you're writing this down and you're kind of gaming it out on paper, right? You've gone through your goals. You've talked about what actions you want to take. You're thinking about how you can better develop your mindset. When you're talking about experience, there's two things that I would encourage you to do with experience. One is to look back and then the other is to look forward. When you look back, what you should be doing is thinking about experiences that you've already had, right? You, you've had a lot of experience in your life. If you're 20 years old, you've got 20 years of experience behind you. If whatever age you are, you've got experience, right? And you can draw off of that. You've learned things from that. So start to list out some things that you have in your experience that will be able to help you in pursuit of your broader goals. Who are people that you've met? What are things that you've done in the past that you know are helpful in order to help you 
have a positive mindset or to move in an, in an actionable way or to better pursue goals. What can you do with experience you already have in order to leverage that experience into movement in the direction that you want to go? And then I want you to turn this way and start thinking about moving forward. What are the kind of experiences that you know you have to have or that you have to have on your resume even in order to get where it is that you're going? If it's a work sort of environment, right? If we're talking about experience that's necessary for a resume, if you're trying to be a, a master electrician, you're, you know, obviously every state and every building code kind of has different requirements, but most of them are going to have years of time that you have to have in different levels of being an electrician in order to work yourself up the ladder to become what you're ultimately after, if that's your goal and the actions that you're taking. So if you're saying, okay, I need to have four years of uh, journeyman workership in an electrician field in order for me to be able to go and take my test and, and own my own business or whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish, then that should be experience that you're focusing on. Now you're taking your goal and you're saying, okay, my goal is to gain this experience. And as you gain that experience, you may learn, Hey, I see this guy who's doing a business that way. I may want to adjust my path. Maybe this idea that I had before is not what I'm going to use. I'm going to do it this way instead. That's okay. You're allowed to be flexible. This whole thing is going to work together in a circuit. But the point is, is that you are getting and gaining and developing experiences that are going to help you make better educated decisions and move you in the direction that you want to go. So guys, that's game. That is about how to get your head in the game. And I'm telling you, if you take this thing, you do the exercise, write it out, write out the goals, write out the actions, write out the mindset, write out your experience. If you do that and put it on a piece of paper today, you're going to be able to start systematically and efficiently moving yourself in the direction of building the kind of life that you've always dreamed about. And then you can come back and revisit it next week. Look to see how you did in regards to what you plan to do in this week. And then think about how you can become even more efficient the following week or the next month or the next six months or the next year. You can game out this system to get your head in the game so that that circuit starts rolling so that you're putting focus and intent on all four of those points and getting that circuit moving so that it can just get you going in the right direction. So get your head in the game. Hopefully that'll be really useful to you as much as it has been to me because it's it's been a game changer in my life. All right, so we're going to swing over to this next segment where we're just going to talk a little bit about what I'm up to in my life, kind of keep you apprised of all of my activities. And uh, we're not going to keep you here for too long. I know we've been chatting for a long time already, but I just wanted to kind of fill you in. So uh, we've had a crazy week. In fact, it's been like a, it, it's been great <laughs> with as much that's been going on. But my wife and I keep laughing about how insanely busy the last several weeks have been, but it's all sort of culminated this last week. So we finished uh, about, a few, three weeks ago or so on a, a huge remodel project where we bought this house that was in terrible shape. I stripped it all the way down to the studs, all the major systems completely rewired, completely re-plumbed, drain systems, water lines, all that stuff. We got this thing put together and uh, the original intent with this project was to sell it. The goal was to basically do a big remodel, fix and flip, 
get some cash, pay off some debts, move forward, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but when we got done, we just decided, you know what, we're not going to sell it. We think that this asset's too solid. So we decided to keep it and we started pursuing, uh, getting it ready to be a short-term rental, basically the Airbnb and VRBO market. And essentially, uh, you know, we feel very confident that we're going to do really well. We're going to have positive cash flow on this thing basically from the beginning, which is a huge deal. It's going to help me with that, uh, that churn component. This is one of my more recent churns. Uh, in order to better build and move my family towards financial freedom. Uh, but we finally got the refinance done. So we really worked out that Burr method. And if you're not familiar with the Burr method, you got to go over to the Bigger Pockets podcast because those guys are awesome. They will teach you all kinds of great stuff. Check that out and learn about that strategy. But the basic idea is you buy a dump, you fix it, and then you refinance it and you rent it, right? Burr, buy, remodel, refinance and rent, I think. Don't kill me, guys. Uh, but anyway, so that's a great way to do it, and that's what we've applied in our life. Um, I've also been making really good headway on our other remodel that we're doing. So as we're working on the refinance on the one, I've moved my attention over to the other. Uh, we got the floors installed last week. This week, I got the trim in. I got the doors in. The kitchen is installed. I'm doing some custom carpentry work that's sort of just making the place really special. And again, this particular project is going to be a rental property for us, a short-term rental, a really high-end, really nice place uh, where people can come down to sunny Florida and enjoy the beaches and, and just enjoy their time down here. So we're excited to be able to provide that opportunity. And obviously we're excited to throw a couple extra bucks into our pocket uh, in the mailbox money section of what we're trying to accomplish. So, so that's all pretty cool. And of course, you know, as you know, I'm balancing all of this stuff with my regular drywall job because I'm out there, you know, hitting the pavement all the time. And as we've talked about in some other content before, uh, the way I structure my life is I basically work doing like my drywall business, doing my blue collar skill set. I do that for a couple of days, two, three days a week. Uh, I earn enough money doing that to support my family and to pay our bills and all that kind of thing. And then I spend the other two or three days working on these kind of projects, doing the kitchen and the carpentry and the refinances and all that kind of stuff. So all of it sort of works together synergistically because I don't want to be in a situation where I am basically I don't want to have to live off of my investment income right now because I don't have enough of it in order to hit that sort of financial freedom place where I'm ultimately moving. So my strategy is I'm going to work and pay my bills and take care of my family during this chunk of time. And then during this chunk of time, I'm going to work on building wealth and all of the resources that we earn in that chunk of time gets rolled right back into the next one. And it's going to get rolled into the next one until I finally build it to the point where I can then move away from the day to day working thing and just do my investment stuff all the time. So that's where I am. And that's, that's uh, kind of what we're up to today. So hopefully, you know, that kind of gives you an idea of what you can be moving forward to. And maybe that'll give you, uh, you know, some goals that you can move forward to. Your goal is to be able to learn and then earn sufficient money so that you can then begin to churn earn on the first couple of days of the week, churn on the other couple of days of the week and start to build that wealth. Maybe that's something you can think about as you go through working on getting yourself into the game and sort of gaming out that exercise. 
All right, so let's go ahead and move on to the last segment of the show, which is going to be our mailbag. And again, if you want to ask a question that you think I might be able to lend you some advice on, if you want to get my perspective on something, uh, go on over to bluecollarblueprint.com. There's a mailbag tab. You can click on there. That'll get directly to me, and I'll do as best I can to answer as many questions as possible, because if I can provide any coaching in a podcast format, uh, you know, just me talking to, to the camera right now, Hopefully it'll be helpful to you specifically, but also it might be helpful to a lot of other people who are having similar issues or have similar questions. So shoot those questions over to me, bluecollarblueprint.com, click the mailbag and then send your question and I'll do the best I can to answer it. Uh, So real quick, let's just go ahead and jump on to uh, question number one. And Jason says, I've been thinking about getting into construction. What trade should I get into? Okay. So, uh, that's a big question, all right? And and I picked it I picked this question to answer because this is like this is one of those things that anybody who's going to be getting into the construction trades needs to be thinking about because obviously what you spend your time doing is going to have a huge impact on how much money you're going to make, what kind of path you're going to need to take in order to get where it is that you're planning to go. Um, so let me first say that I have an entire episode where the getting into the weed section is going to be just focused on answering the question how do I pick what trade to go into? Okay, uh, so I'm going to give you some resources that you'll be able to use there. So hang tight with me in the next week or two. I'm going to get that out and you'll be able to hopefully gain a little bit more information in that way. But here's what I can say in sort of like a broad way. Um, do anything right now, okay? You are not married to any particular trade. And in my opinion, as a as a drywall guy, I'm also a building contractor, right? I, I know how to do pretty much everything when it comes to remodeling or building a house. I've put my hands on it. I've learned some stuff. I've watched people. I, I, I know a lot about a lot. Now, I'm not an expert in all of those trades, right? I'm an expert in the drywall trade. That's what I do. Uh, but I know how to handle carpentry. I know how to hang doors. You know how to do all of these things. So my opinion ultimately is that don't be afraid to try stuff, right? Go out and try a trade because... You can go out, you can get a job, they're going to start teaching you how to do that trade on day one. Now it's going to be basic, right? You're going to do the grunt work. You're going to do the starting stuff, but you can watch and you're going to start learning from the beginning. And then you'll start to develop a feel for whether you like this trade, whether you feel like uh, you're going to be able to move forward in such a way that's going to produce the kind of life that you want to live with the, the benefit of that trade. And if the answer is yes, then you can go and hit it hard. You can continue to learn and do what you got to do. And that's a beautiful thing. Uh, or you may say, you know, this, this really isn't for me. I met this other guy on a job and it seemed like that might be better. And then you can tactfully move from that job and move over to another one. And you're just going to be piling up, you know, skill after skill. And that is a really hugely valuable thing because the more you know how to do, the more you're capable of, that means the more you're going to be able to produce, the more value you're going to be able to create, and that enables you to earn more money. And so that's a good thing. Be as well-rounded as possible. Learn as much as you can. Don't be the guy who goes like, no, I'm a plumber. I don't know how to cut a piece of wood. I don't know how to swing a hammer. Don't be that guy. That's that's just, that's loser talk, okay? Be as well-rounded as possible and learn as much as you can. But my advice in terms of what trade to start with, Just go try one. Honestly, go try it. See what it's about. 
Maybe you'll like it, maybe you won't. Learn as much as you can and then take those resources and try a different one if it doesn't work for you. That'd be my suggestion. The other thing that I would suggest in terms of thinking about trades is to make sure you keep listening to this podcast because, of course, you know, this is one of those solo episodes. I'm just talking into the camera, but a lot of the episodes are also about interviews, right? Where I'm talking with actual tradespeople who are out in the world and we're going to be talking about all kinds of different things that are involved in their trades. So I'll be able to get down into the nitty gritty on a trade by trade basis as we start to build up a, a bigger profile of different interviews that you can rely on and, and hopefully will uh, get you moving in the direction of what trade you might want to move into. All right, let's move on to this next question real quick. Adam writes, uh, and he says, I have no money. I have no skills and I have no experience, but I want to get into real estate investing. What should I do first? So again, this is one of those questions where it's like, ah, oh, that's a, that's kind of a big loaded question. I don't know enough about the details of your specific life, Adam. Uh, but here's what I would say. Uh, your primary main focus, and this isn't a joke, but your primary main focus would be to get yourself some money and to get yourself some skills and to get yourself some experience. Okay. Uh, just like we talked about with the scaffold, right? The scaffold lifts you up in order to reach things that were out of your control. Well, if you want to get into real estate investing, the best thing you can do starting from the beginning is start to get your financial life in order. You're going to get some experience under your belt and you're going to do what you have to do in order to be the kind of person who is capable of doing this in the first place. You don't want to just go... How? I mean, what are you going to do, right? You want to be the kind of person who is going to enable... Uh, good real estate investing. So um, the first thing that I would do on a practical basis is, is get yourself situated with a job, okay? Get into a trade, focus on learn, work the blue collar blueprint system, learn, earn, and churn. Start by learning, right? That's why that's first. Learn a trade, develop some skills, get yourself some, some experience. That's going to be huge. Then you start to earn. Now you're going to have access to some resources. You can start to build good credit. You can uh, get to a point where you're ultimately buying yourself a house, which is, by the way, the best thing that you can do uh, in terms of starting a real estate investment portfolio. Even though it's going to be a house that you live in, it's still going to be an investment for you when you're not when you're ready to move on to the next house. See, what most people do is they buy a house and then they sell it and they use that money to buy the next one. That's not the way that I would suggest that you move forward in most cases. Sometimes that's appropriate, but a lot of times the best thing to do is to buy a house, live into it for one, two, three years, whatever you've got to do, and then... Over the course of that time, you are developing the resources that you'll need in order to buy the next house that you're going to live in, and then you can convert your first house into a rental, or you can convert it into a you know annualized or a vacation rental, whatever it is, and start producing some income. You're going to get appreciation on your side because the value of that property is going to be going up. Hopefully, you're doing some work to the house over those two or three years that you're living there, helping like add manual value into the value of that property, and that's going to provide more equity. Maybe you can get a home equity line of credit that you can use to leverage into other investments and you start to build and create access to these resources. Um, another thing you can really be thinking about, by the way, again, going back to the uh, bigger pockets guys, is this idea of home hacking, which is this really smart idea of trying to buy property that has multiple uh units in it basically right so i'll give you an example my younger brother the first house that he ever bought was a duplex it was a three bedroom two bath duplex on both sides he rented out uh one side to an, a whole other family and so that covered his entire mortgage right off the bat so on day one of him moving into his very first house he had no mortgage 
That's a huge deal. Then, because he was a young guy, he's like 20 years old or 19, something like that at the time when he bought it. He's he's a motivator. You'll meet him on an interview one of these days. But anyway, he uh, he he also rented out the other two rooms in his duplex to his buddies who just you know came out of high school and were looking for a room to rent. So he was actually making positive cash flow on day one of his first investment because he bought a duplex and he fixed it up a little bit here and there. And then he went off and bought another house, single family house that he and his wife now live in. And uh, he's making great cash flow on this investment that he made when he's 19 years old. And he did that because he worked you know when he was in high school he got himself some good credit he saved up a little bit of money nothing crazy right uh and, and all of a sudden he bought this place and he was doing great work so that's how i would get started start by getting your financial ducks in a row work the system learn earn and churn start with learning get into a trade figure out what you got to do start learning your trade develop that trade into a solid skill set and then start getting into your real estate investment career so guys, hopefully uh, those are sort of like long-winded answers. I'm trying to be a little bit more concise. Like I said, still rough around the edges, but I'll do what I can. Uh, nonetheless, it has been a pleasure talking with you today. I hope that you gained some insight and some knowledge. Remember, guys, we talked about efficiency. Really incredibly important. Focus on getting your, your work life efficient. If you can be an efficient worker, you're going to absolutely improve your productivity. You're going to look better to customers. You're going to look better to your employers. It's going to enable you to move from learn and to earn really quickly. Be efficient. Then we talked about getting your head into the game, talking about goals, action, mindset, and experience. I'm encouraging you to please get out a pen and paper and work that exercise out. Write down your goals, talk about your actions, talk about your mindset, and start to get some experience. Understand how that goes together and make that circuit buzz. And uh, anyway, so guys, I hope that it's been valuable to you. I hope that you have some action steps that you can take and apply to your life right now today. I'm going to be working on the next episode to give you as much more good information as we can so that we together can build a community and so that you can have the resources that you need in order to build an incredible life. I'm going to end this thing the same way that I did last time. Guys, if you feel like I've given you even a little, you know, grain of value, I'm asking you not to give me money. I'm not asking you to do anything other than to go on to wherever you're watching this podcast or listening, leave me a review and subscribe to the podcast. It makes a huge difference. It really does. I know that sounds trite and everybody says it, but it's true. If you want me to be able to continue to put this stuff out here, it costs me a lot of money. It costs me a lot of time to get this information into the world. So do me a favor, pay me back for that little bit of value I may have added over the last little bit here and uh, just hit like, hit subscribe, leave a review and tell all your friends. That would be awesome. Uh, come visit us on the socials as well. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, pretty much all the social stuff. And most of those guys are at, at Blue Collar Blueprint. If you want to ask a question in the mailbag, visit us over at thebluecollarblueprint.com. Ask the question and I'll try and answer it for you. In the meantime, hang in there, be efficient, get your head in the game. I'll see you next time. Simper Fix. Simper Fix.